Hey there, welcome to Heart Rate, the podcast where we talk to everyday runners, hear their stories, and learn what moves them. I'm Coach Nick. Hey everyone, welcome to today's very special episode of Heart Rate. Um, my, my guest today is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's also, uh, he's very special. Let's just say that. Um, a resident of Queens, though he, he is soon to be leaving Queens for greener pastures, some might argue. Um, at one point known as the King of Queens, he, he's giving up his title to uh, return to his homeland, the, the, the country that that gave birth to him, um, and what might argue is a giant head. Um, that's the one and only Gary McLaughlin, um, but in all seriousness, he is a really good friend of mine. Um, I, I've known him for uh, a few years now. I met him through, as I met so many people, through November Project. Um, He's a great guy, great person. Uh, This episode was recorded actually uh, a few months ago, uh, but Gary is sadly uh, leaving us to go back to Ireland uh, to be closer to the family, um, which is a fantastic reason. Um, And we're really going to miss him. I'm definitely going to miss him quite a lot. I, I'm excited that he will be back uh, in time for the NYC Marathon. Uh, I, I look forward to being able to, to see him then. Um, but he he gave uh, you know he, he gave me a lot of insight uh, during this this talk about his his history of running of coming over to America and then and to NYC. Um, it's a really good story. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, as much as I enjoyed having it. Um, and if you happen to see a large Irish man um, running through the streets uh, until the end of August, there's a good chance that that's Gary. Um, so say hi or, or not. Um, but anyways, uh, please enjoy uh, and thank you again for stopping by to check us out. All right, I, I have started to record just mostly so that I can make sure that I, I, I can hear you and that you, you come through. So just go ahead and talk, just in general. Oh, my volume is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's you fine. Need, it's fine. You're good. You need me to do that. <clears throat> How now, brown cow? Please don't. I, I find it racially offensive because why is it always a brown cow? Why can't it be a white cow or a mixed well, cow? We have a lot of brown cows in Ireland. White cows are actually more rare than the brown cows. Yeah, see? See? Racist. <laughs> and we take any cow we can get our hands on. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to do a short little intro of you, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll launch into some questions. This intro better be like Kipchoge levels. I... I, I, I think you should live by the philosophy that I do of set your bar low. Because <laughs> then I can only, yeah, you can only get over it and be like amazing. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Heart Rate. Uh, we have a very special, quote-unquote, special guest today, uh, Gary. 
McLaughlin, uh, if you don't know who he is, where have you been? Um, he is infamous uh, throughout the, the five boroughs, um, arguably infamous outside of, of this country. Um, and that's not open for debate. He is, uh, he is something. Well, and we are lucky enough to have him here today with us to share his story and, and uh, talk about some running and what his journey has been like. So welcome, Gary. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for the word infamous as well. Of all the adjectives you could have chosen in the dictionary, you go for infamous. So I, I felt like that was the most neutral, complimentary term. <laughs> um, it's not easily achieved, so I, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'll take it. I've been called worse. We call that up. Yeah, I'll take it. Set the bar low, as some would say. Exactly. Aim low. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're just going to start with very, very simple. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how you got your start in, in running. And then in terms of like road and trail, uh, if you have a preference for running on, on the road or on trails. Ooh. Uh, about myself. Um, I was actually just, I did like 60 seconds prep for this, so I'm quite proud of this. Um, but the prep that I did for, I went back and looked. The to back in 2011 was when I started running, and disclaimer alert and um, bad language alert. I fucking hated running. I absolutely, <laughs> positively despise running. I would only run after an ice cream truck, or I would only run after some sort of food. There was, there was nothing that was going to make me run. Or if the bar was closing in the local nightclub, I would run to the bar just to get some more drinks. I mean, but I was not running. has that no changed? Um, well, because I run now, I can barely make it to the closing of the bar because I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> and I'm done now. So I don't really make it to the end of many bars closing. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I up until that point, I was I was not doing any running. It was the last thing on my list. Of things to do but um back then i weighed 250 pounds so now i'm 180 wow so that that's yeah. a lot of weight to lose yeah i didn't think i had that much weight to lose but yeah it turns out i did um but i tried tried everything i was in a gym i was doing crazy sort of routines that made absolutely no sense to me and i didn't know what they were exactly designed to do but there was in Ireland, things were structured very differently. Over over in New York, where I am now, in the best borough of Queens, you know, obviously. Uh, obviously, so, of course. Let's put that in. Um, when I, I noticed when I came here in 2012, I know I'm jumping from place to place. It's a bit like a it's a bit like a Tarantino movie where I'm starting in the middle and going to the end, but back to the start. I mean, I would expect nothing less from you. Yeah, I, I don't. I want. I don't want to do this orthodox. What's the point? Exactly. Um, I might ask you a question or two, so, you know, just to flip it up later on as well. Please do. But yeah, um, so I came to New York in 2012, but when I came here, one of the biggest things I, I noticed to change was if you join a gym over here, you basically get in the door. And as soon as you ask a question, they're like, you want to know the answer? You, you pay me and I will train you. I will train you. I will give you a program and I will give you a class every week and you will pay me big bucks for it. Back in Ireland, when you join a gym, that's all inclusive. So the trainers are more than happy to be like, you're my guy. I'm going to, I'm going to get you in shape. You're my guy. So 
there was a trainer and she's like, you're my guy. And after like three months, she's like, I don't know if you're my guy anymore. Nothing's fucking working for you. Really? Because <laughs> what happened was I would go in, I would do her routines to the best of my abilities and a lot of them were weights and a lot of them were um, a lot of like cardio and then there'd be some cardio and then some weights and cardio and weights. But what she didn't know was after that, I was like going straight to Subway and getting like a foot long meatball sub. <laughs> like mostly every day and then having like a ridiculous size portion dinner and just everything in between. So I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I'm losing, not losing any weight. She's like, it's baffling to me. And I was like, yep. <laughs> so out of like desperation, the last thing she said was, how about, I, how about you start running? And I was like, nope, not doing it. And she's like, no, seriously, how about you start running? And I was like, mm, I'll try, but it's not going to work. Um, so I remember like I was one of those treadmill walkers for like the first few weeks Okay. where I was put on the treadmill. The level was really low. I didn't even know it inclined at that point because <laughs> it was the last thing I wanted to see was coming uphill. Oh, of course. Um, but actually around that time, um, I changed my diet because I started to not fit into double XL t-shirts, which was a problem. <laughs> And that was that was a sign that I was like, oh, oh dear, there is no there is no bigger shirts in some of these stores. I was like, oh sh oh shit, <laughs> and, and like I was still trying to hide it pretty well. But like, oh yeah, I'm an XL, it's fine. But no, <laughs> and um, yeah, when some of that stuff stopped working, I was like, oh, it's getting a bit of a. So I talked to someone, started this it was a, sort of one of these crazy fad diets at the time, and. I was like, oh, I'll give it a go and I'll really put effort into it. Cause, and this was like right in the new year. So it was strange that it sort of happened at that point because I, I know a lot of people try it at that stage and it doesn't right. work. Yeah, and then it fails like a month later. Yeah. But um, from walking on the treadmill and then like two weeks in, I would run one kilometer. Okay. Well, I might walk for three, but I would, I would run for one kilometer and – there would be a puddle of sweat at the end of it, and I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to kill me. And she's like, no, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. And But I actually started losing weight, and I was like, oh, that shit works. <laughs> I hate it. Absolutely hate it, but works. So it was like after maybe – and, and if I, I don't think if I had started losing any weight, I would have just gave up and started eating my Subway sandwiches again <laughs> and whatnot. Um but it actually started walking bit by bit and I started doing more and more in the trail and she would increase me a little bit more and I remember it got to a point one time where I ran three kilometers continuously and nice. thought I was thought I was like the best runner in the world. I was like, Look at me. Like ran three kilometers a day. God knows how long it took me, but I was like, Oh my god. But you did it. I mean, it, it it sounds like she was she basically had you on a run walk program type thing. Yeah, that's like looking back, I had no idea what the hell she was doing. I know like there was no name on the plan. She was like, "This is what you're going to do." And then when I run, I would like coughing up a lung nearly for a while. <laughs> it was terrible, but I was starting to see results. Um, the little things that you always see, you start to see results. You start to feel a bit better. Right. Start going. Oh, maybe I'll keep this up and try a little bit harder next week and it gets a little bit harder but you go a little bit further um which is very very similar to marathon training later on in life but very true I, yeah 
at the time I thought I was running the marathon when I was running like three kilometers. Um, I mean, but that, but, but here's the thing is that for, for people who, who are, who are newer to running, that's a very real feeling. Like it's, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's insane. And I sort of make it a point now when I, I talk to newer runners who are like, Oh my God, I couldn't, I couldn't run a mile. And I'm like, you could, I'm like, you'll get there and you could. And they're like, well, I'm going to be so slow. And I'm like, who cares? Exactly. Like, well, nobody's judging you. You're judging yourself. And I was like, you don't need to judge yourself. And it's so weird when you see a new runner these days and people are maybe not as helpful to them. And you're like, we, a lot of us started in that horrible phase of, I hate this. This, I don't like doing this. I'm so slow. But yeah, um, if the encouragement there and right people are there, like when when someone runs a mile for the first time, they're top of the world. You know, like there's no better feeling for those people. I mean, that, that, later, that, it's so true. Two weeks later, they'll run 1.2 miles. And they're like, oh my god, like I beat. You know what I mean? I beat that, and it, it's just a, it's a like you must know it from being a coach, but I just see it like as just seeing new runners come in and being try to remember what it was like being in that scary, scary world. Yeah. Being a runner. Because it is. It's, it's quite scary. It's like every new exit. Like, if I went into a cross CrossFit class tomorrow, I would be like, what in earth is this? I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Would, because it's new for you. Yeah. I would like to think that people there would come over to me and be like, hey, guy, you want a hand? This is what we do. Or this is how you do it. Rather than be like, oh, my God, that guy can't even pull himself up in the bars. He's terrible. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so that that's how I got started and then something in the back of my head that was in like January and there was a 10k coming up in my hometown in May and I decided to sign up for it that was the ultimate goal okay the ultimate, ultimate goal and I remember signing up and training for it somewhat and I thought it was the hardest thing I'd ever do in my life at the time like training <laughs> for a 10k was like, I remember I reached seven at one point. And I was like, I can't go any further than this. It was the whole complex of that number is impossible to me. I cannot it's, go. It's hard. Um, yeah. Mental mental blocks are so... Are, sometimes mental blocks are more difficult to overcome than the physical. Sure. Well, well, yeah. It takes a long time to get to that level. But I, I remember like... The, like a few weeks before I think I reached nine and I was like oh my god on the day can I make one more can I make one more and like I'm just looking back I'm just trying to think back and how like on that 10k day I was probably more nervous than any marathon or anything that I've ever done further in life it was just so surreal well you know I think a lot of that is that because at that point like that would be the longest you, you, you had ever gone you know, and then by the time by the time you, you probably ran halves and fulls, you you had that sort of background experience of, I know that I can build to this. You know, first yeah. like, like the first time you, you ever do it, you 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 have no idea. Everything is new to you, um, and it's it's a little scary. Yeah, and I was listening to someone else the other day talk about fear, and they're like. Fear is sometimes it can either be the greatest motivator or it, it, it can it can just really shut you down. And yeah. it's 
sometimes people need a good kick to overcome the fear. Sometimes people just grab it by themselves, depending on the personality. I, I needed that kick. Um, it, it turned out to be clothes wouldn't fit and just changing a diet. And then a trainer saying, um, this is the last resort. We're going to do this. Yeah. And that was my kick. But even getting to that 10K level was, then that was fighting with myself four weeks going, you can do this, you can do this. A lot of times I was like, you can't. No, you can't. Um, yeah. But then, uh, like, it's crazy looking back. There's so much so much that I know now looking back. I'm like, wow, it was, it was just everyday running life mythology applied to it. But at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know the difference from anything in running. You know, I, like, I didn't know the difference between a shitty run and a good run. I thought the <laughs> same. Um, nobody told me that a shitty run back then is better than having no runs or something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, but like um, that stuff only comes with experience. It, it, it comes with, with time. And I know like what many years we now later, like eight years later, I'm up to nine marathons now. Um, and a good buddy of mine only got into running last year in his late thirties. And uh, he's running his first marathon in a couple of weeks. And by God, he's texting me every day with running questions. <laughs> um, I, it's so funny. I'm just looking at him going, when when did I become a person to text running questions about a marathon? That This is a bit surreal. Right, yeah. It's, he's like, should it's we weird. be running questions today? And I'm like, no, no, you should not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm no coach, but I, I just know by looking at his plan, I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I don't know where you downloaded this from, but it's insane. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's really strange that it's sort of coming full circle to, from knowing nothing to just getting that experience, and not even true. Like not even true. Like I, I didn't become an elite marathoner or anything like that. Or well, so, I mean, you are an elite marathoner, but you yeah. let other elites, you know, lead the 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 charge. If anything, I sacrifice my own ego to make them feel better on race day. Exactly, and, and that's very generous of you. It's an under underappreciated trait. It's true. It's true. It doesn't grab all the headlines because I just don't like that attention. <laughs> no, but you're, you're you know you're you, you make a, a, a very good good point. Um, you know, certainly it, actually, I I also started to run in 2011. Um, and I never thought that I, I would, one, run a marathon. I never thought that I, I, I'd be a person that people came to for advice. I never thought I would be a coach, um, you know, but, like, here we are eight years later, and I've run multiple marathons. I, I am a coach, uh, and I've enjoyed coaching enough to, to launch a business for it, um, Certainly, when I started and struggled to run a 5K, I did not see myself getting to this stage. Um, and it's it's sort of crazy to look back on, on that and see the friends that I have that I had then who, who still don't run and then the friends who since then have, have picked up running and, like, come to me for advice. Yeah. That, um. The running community, world, like worldwide, not just New York, I'm on about worldwide, um, it can be the greatest community 
in the world at times and so supportive and so helpful. Yeah. Uh, small times, it can be the most infuriating community as well. Also like, true. like Like most things, like if, if you're into football, I'm sure everybody's like, the football community is great, but at times it's infuriating. But running, because that's what we're talking about, when when you see people like like experienced guys like you, who's maybe you're not even coaching these people, but you're just out there helping new runners or you're helping them get to the, their ultimate dream is a 5K and getting a 5K is like their, that's their marathon. Right. When you see that, it's it's amazing. But then as I said, like if you see really experienced runners just look down on slower runners, I think that's the most infuriating thing. And that's, that, that makes a lot of people scared to enter or, running community and enter our world and it's so it's so upsetting because all you need is a pair of sneakers to do this right you know it's the easiest thing in the world you, you don't need equipment you don't need anything else you, you don't need to join a gym you don't need to pay for a race you can just go out and run on the street or a road or yeah or, or yeah, yeah. that's what i mean it, it's amazing when it all comes together and you see people pass on stuff to each other but it can also be so infuriating when it doesn't happen you're just like oh you're ruined for the rest of us yeah, I, I I know exactly what you you mean. I've um, I I I, I talked to uh, Catherine Shea um, and put up her her, her thing uh, this week, and uh, you know I I really love one one of the things that she said to me, which was, you know I I am hours behind the elite runners in a marathon, like but we're, we're all running the same course. Um, we all covered the same distance and the same effort that she is exerting to run her pace. That's exactly how the professionals feel running their pace. They just happen yeah. to be different speeds. I know like, um, like jumping to marathons now. I'm marathon. It's, it's one of the greatest overwhelming feelings in the world that will say run the marathon um the distance I, I love the distance but it's such a thing to be respected and it's daunting and it's exciting it's it's everything at once but the from doing the marathon and knowing what your body goes through how what, what mentally you go through those when i see the the sort of back of the pack people um what you're saying the same effort level that they're going through is the same effort level that we're putting in as well but it's one of those things i have just huge respect for those people because it's one of those things where if i'm out there for just under four hours or whatever it is i just can't imagine being out for six for six or, or seven or eight um, it's one of those things are like the people that go over 10 and you know really gritted to the end yeah it's 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 amazing it's amazing to watch them and that's what I mean, the mental toughness that they have is like, I, I always think it's like 10 times what, what I have from, from doing my own. Cause I like, like I couldn't, I just couldn't go that amount of time. I feel like in my head, I feel like I would give up. I, I feel like I just don't have that level of mental toughness. I, I, I know exactly where I'm at with it, but those people who are out there and they just grit through it. And you know, some of them have five hour marathon as a PR and they are just as over the moon as everybody else, and rightly they should be because they <laughs> the exact same distance. They start in the exact same start line, the exact same finish line. Yeah. I mean, if you think of it all, we're all second place in the marathon behind the, the elite guy who won it. So, right, right. 
and you know we we all shouldn't be be thinking of ourselves any lesser than so but yeah it's it's amazing the mental toughness out there and that's what i mean i the same thing as you when when you hear people going oh they're amateurs they're not up to my speed or they won't oh my god they only run like a 10 minute mile it's like do you know how still above you know like mental toughness that is to be able to do that yeah. for a continuous amount of time oh, for sure so, you know if i finish a marathon in three and a half four hours that's it i'm done like that's part of my day and then I, I can go shower and eat and i'm fine they're out for six seven eight hours um, yeah and you know we have you know the benefit of having a, like a, a especially here for, for our for our marathon you know we have crowds who cheer for us and line the streets yeah seven eight hours in some people are still out to cheer but a lot have gone home or they've they've gone to go celebrate their their friends or family uh, you know uh, achievement of, of of running a marathon, which means that the people who are six seven eight hours and, and, and longer, they don't have those, those crowds to cheer them on. Yeah, it, it is just them just pushing through and like and, and and you're right like that's a very different level of mental toughness that I don't know if I could do that. No, and that's like um. I've done nine now, and two of them were really small, well, small crowd-wise. So I did New Jersey, which is uh, sparse on crowds, right. crowds, especially when you're running through the neighborhoods. Yeah. But I also did the Queen's Marathon out in Flushing Meadows. Oh, really? Really sparse on crowds. And it's actually it's weird. It's the fourth Queen's Marathon this weekend. Um, but yeah, it was on really early in the morning in Flushing Meadows, but... But I realized from doing those two marathons is that I am I am a drama queen. I am all fuss. I am all about pomp and circumstances and give me a crowd and I will drive, so to speak. Because those two marathons, they were my hardest ones when there was no crowd support and it was it was basically me and my own thoughts for certain periods of time. That's dangerous. Uh yeah, it's it, it could have erupted in a one-man fight between myself <laughs> if I didn't like what my mind was thinking. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm sure people heard me arguing with myself and sub and probably needed subtitles to understand what I was saying. But yeah, I, I realize like from running Chicago or running New York multiple times, yeah, I, I, I thrive on the, the big crowds and the big atmosphere. And again, what you were saying, if I was out there for five, six hours and those crowds got sparse, I think that that's when that's when I would go. I think that's when yeah. you know if if the pain was really getting to me and people are willing you on, you'll get through it. But if there's nobody willing me on and and the pain's getting me, I I I think the mental toughness. I don't know if I've got it to keep going. So kudos to those. I I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, I mean, I I have nothing but the utmost respect for them for 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 getting out there for for sticking with it it's it, it is really amazing yeah and that's like um the the marathon i know we were talking about like getting in the running and um getting to the marathon level i i feel like anybody can do it once they respect the journey yeah and the put in the work for the journey. like for instance I moved to New York in 2012. Um, 
I fell in love with New York food for a year and <laughs> put a lot of that weight back on that I lost <laughs> here. So um, I started coming into 2013 with the same, oh, got to do this all over again. Um, so I started running again because I was like, this is the only way I know how. I'm going to run on a treadmill. And I was, oh, by the way, I was all treadmill, all treadmill all day. Oh, Gary, um, come on. Roads were not my friend. I didn't believe in such a thing. I liked the comfort of an inside air-conditioned gym. And I was like, <laughs> that was all for me. Uh, I would only go for a run if it was only like more than a certain distance because I didn't want to do it all on the treadmill. But that was very rarely. So 2013, I started running again. And I changed my diet again. and stopped eating as much New York carbohydrates as I could. Probably smart. Yeah, and saved it for occasions. But, you know. Salads were good, um, more expensive but good. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, like a salad, I used to work in the Chelsea area. Salad in the Chelsea area costs like twelve dollars. McDonald's, you can get a full meal for like six. No, I know it, it. It makes no sense. It's it's a little infuriating that I have to pay that much more to be healthy. It's insane, but yeah. Um, but the end of twenty thirteen, I found. New York Road Runners. I was like, "Oh wow! Would you believe it? there's a there's a company in New York that puts on racing?" I was like, "Who, who knew?" <laughs> I was like, "There's many other people know about these guys." Oh, just a couple of people at this race. Maybe to maybe to do. Just a so, few thousand. That's all. Yeah, I was like, maybe they just stumbled upon it like me. <laughs> um, so I, I started, and I think the longest race I did that year was the Ted Corba, and that was. That was like an ultra marathon to me. What Ted Corbett, fifteen k? I was like, wow. I was like, nobody's gonna believe this. Fifteen k. I was like, that's that's longer than ten. I was like, I don't even know what's longer after that. I was like, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing else beyond that. This must be the this must be the distance. I was like, wow. But um, then Roadrunners had my email and they like to send emails. Yes, they do. Guilty guilty of that. Um, yeah, myself. I know. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm, I'm, I'm now a team NYR. Yeah. Um, I'm not responsible for all the emails, but I'll, I'll read them and send them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, they were like, hey, you want to do the lottery? You want to do the marathon lottery? And I was like, the fuck? a marathon? I was like, wow. I don't even know how many miles that is. So I entered the lottery. Um, credit card got charged. Didn't know what that meant. Email. <laughs> Email came in four hours later, or so I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "What have I done? What have I done?" Started researching how long the marathon was. <laughs> um, so that was like February. Marathon was in November, and I was like, "Even if I add a mile on every month, I'm still not there." I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> so it was a it was a long journey, but yeah, it was a journey. It actually like changed everything about my life for the better. For the worst in some ways as well <laughs> i fell in love with marathon running and stuff but it's crazy like i went from a 10k being the longest thing in the world to 15k which i didn't even know did this and i was like oh my god and then and then marathons many, it, was, it was a marathon a year later so that's me i think people should be daunted by it but they can do it it's just about if you respect it and put in the work you you'll get out of it what you want, not to sound corny or anything like that. No, but but, but it, it's, it's true. 
and it's, it is one of those things you you get what you put into it um i know everybody's like you get what you put into life every day but no sometimes life is the shit out of you and you're like but i'm putting in so much why is it knocking me back and it's like yeah that'll that'll happen in marathon training as well that'll happen in oh for sure again if you're if you want to go into hit training and you want to like break records and hit training you'll experience the same thing yeah yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's true in in what in, in anything that you do, like if you want to go for something that is that challenging, you're gonna fail along the way, and you'll pick yourself back up and push harder, and hopefully get get through it. Um, yeah, and I like it's amazing when you embrace failure, about like use it as a driving factor that's um it sounds very oh that's very spiritual and very deep and something it does sound very deep and i'm very confused how that's coming from you yeah that's me you're normally used to me going ah feck it we just go out and run like if it happens it happens exactly Uh, i probably should talk a bit more like that maybe i'm trying to pull it on and come out with some deep knot but like my first marathon Looking like it was a triumph of I finished and I got over the line, but like afterwards, I it took me a week to start realizing that triumph because the last six miles were just was the wall beyond the wall of failure. And believe it, it was like run, walk, 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 maybe do a better. Oh, I don't know about running anymore. So, yeah, but it was one of those things afterwards. I was like, all right. Shit, that that hit the shit hit the fan there. I was like, mm, maybe I'll try it again, and we'll we'll see what happens. It was like trying not to do that. Yeah, but like that that could have been me one and done, and like I would have moved on to something else. But it was that sort of, all right, that went to shit. Well, it was really good for a certain period. How about we try it again and see what happens? And in my usual thing, ah, feck it, we'll just try it again and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, approach a lot of things actually. Which is, which is, there's nothing wrong uh, with with doing that, you know. And I, I know a lot of people who have done one marathon, and they're like, I've done one, I'm good. Um, Yes. And like, Um, that's great for them. But uh, like you, I, I ran my first marathon. I ran Chicago, uh, and everything went wrong. Like everything possible. Went, went wrong. Um, I mean, I also made a lot of really stupid mistakes. I ate like fried chicken and like broccoli like the night before. Yes. Definitely not what you want to eat before you run a marathon. Um, I think I made somewhere between eight to 11 trips to the bathroom oh, during that, that race. Um, I, I, I had a baggie, like a Ziploc baggie of like shop blocks that I dropped a mile four um, and had nothing. Uh, when I somehow made it to mile 18, I had a banana and uh, it was the greatest banana I've ever had in my life. Uh, oh, I know that. I know that feeling. And then uh, I, I, I would never forget going through around mile 20, 21, um, 
there was uh, someone in in the, the the crowd who had like a like a crate of, of oranges, and oh. and he saw me, and I must have looked like I was dying, because he chased after me and was like, "Take some of these, you need them." <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you," and and, and I I I ate like three oranges and it was it was fantastic. I was like, I might be able to finish this now. Thank God. Um, yeah, I, I still somehow ran like a 332. Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. Fuck you. But still, you I, I... There's the voice of the real people there. There's the voice of the people shouting back at you and being like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I know. Uh, look, look. Well, congratulations. You're such an inspiration. <laughs> Speak for the people right now. Fuck you. <laughs> Look, man. At the time, I had no idea that like that was like a good time for for someone's first marathon. I had no clue. Um, but I for sure finished, and like three days later, I was like, I want to do that again, and not make those th- th- those mistakes. And then I, I ran my second marathon like four weeks later. Oh my god, I was one and done after my first New York. I was like. I was like, proudest thing I'll ever do, greatest thing I'll ever do in my life. I was like, never doing it again, one and done, absolutely. I was like, done. I was like, I'll only do 10Ks from now on, that's it, I'm happy. <laughs> then the emails started coming in like January, and I was like, oh, like, to see it's going to be bigger and better this year. I was like, wow, it's like, it was good. <laughs> How can it be bigger and better? I could be a part of this. <laughs> and, uh, they roped you in, Gary. Sure enough. My, you know, the year later, there I was, start line again. But that that one, 2015 was actually worse. I focused so much on doing the right thing from and beating 2014. Mm-hmm. 2015, I think I finished 50 seconds ahead of what I finished in 2014. 20, but 20. all the training and all the, like, everything that I put into it, like, I stopped drinking for a month beforehand, which... This is unbelievable. Like, the last marathon I did, I think I was drinking three days beforehand. Because <laughs> um, I realized that that wasn't it. Um, but yeah, I like I like stopped drinking. Not that I was uh, uh, drinking heavily, but, you know. Sure. I'm Irish, you know, sometimes it finds its way in there. Uh, I stopped, like, eating chocolate and stuff like that because i was like i can't eat chocolate for for a week or two i I need to be a marathoner that and that is blasphemy yeah it was just i i think i just did more damage to my body by trying to change drastic things in a month before like do not change drastic things in your diet a month before a marathon just yeah small 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 changes and yeah i i like died a death at my old 20 i think in 2014 when i got the 2015 i think like mile 21 i was so focused on getting past mile 20 that i wasn't prepared for for past 20, that 26 <laughs> and when i arrived in central park and my wife france me, she was like the lights were on but no one was on <laughs> and i also had an orange that day coming out of the bronx and i uh like looking back, that that person is my hero, whoever it was, because it was the greatest orange I've ever. I've 
I've had many orange since, and I've sat there looking at it going, it doesn't compare. It just doesn't compare. It never it will. A, it, yeah, I remember like running with the peel still in my mouth <laughs> in the next few minutes, trying to like suck every bit. I was just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and for the next five miles, I was like, I need more oranges. But nobody had, nobody had any more oranges. And I was like, so sad. You people are the worst, but you're the best. <laughs> like, you're cheering, but I was like, I really need an orange right now. <laughs> yeah, 2015 was the bigger bigger failure. But um, four weeks later, I got back in the horse of Philadelphia and became one of those insane people who runs another marathon within a few weeks and had the greatest fucking blast and hit my PR at the time in Philadelphia weeks later. And I was oh, like, nice. huh. I was like, I might actually enjoy this. <laughs> and then my wife was like, oh, shit. She's like, what's next? Which is what happens. Um, yeah. But 2015 for, for NYC, that was a warm marathon. Because um, yeah. I, I ran in, in 2014 where it was cold and windy. And, yes. And I loved it because that's weather that works for me. Oh my god, I I have the vivid memory of standing biting my nails. I like five I just demonstrated biting my nails <laughs> over over Skype as if you didn't know what that meant. And for all the other ones, it's when you take your nail and put it between your teeth. Yeah. Uh God. Um I remember standing up biting my nails at like four in the morning, looking at race day outfit options, being like they say it's windy and cold. What the fuck do I wear? I was like, well, if I heat up, what do I do? And at one point, I was just like, I'm just going to grab and maybe you'll get this later, but I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. But yeah, um, 2015 was warm. Yeah. It was really nice. I remember like standing in the village in, in like shorts being like, huh, what am I going to do with all these extra clothes? But strangely, in later years, I, I do not know how with my Irish, like I'm a very pasty white, fair haired Irish man. <laughs> um, like, I don't have the red hair stereotype, mm-hmm. but I'm as skin wise, I'm as Irish as you can get. That's true. Yeah, I'm like a peeled potato. <laughs> uh, but I do not know if it's New York acclimatization, which is a really big word for me to say. Um, I do really well in hot temperatures. Really? Which is insane for anybody that knows me and anybody that I hang around with. They're, they're, for like, I was looking at my PR list there one day. How vain, I know. I'm going to look at my PRs. Um, why not? They're mine. I'm going to look at them. Exactly. Why not? Uh, but no, it was just like, Queens is my 10K PR in like just ridiculous heat. Um, or maybe it's because the best borough I put on my best best performance. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's probably it right there. That's probably it. Yeah. Um, Chicago 2017 is still my best marathon, which was zero. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I um, also ran in 2017. Yeah, um, I was hoping to run like a 315, and it was just way too hot for me. Um, I still set a course PR, uh, yeah. But it was right. it, it was hot. I remember talking to you the night before? You had no bucket of KFC with you, so 
I was like, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I opted not to go with the the fried chicken uh, before the marathon. But um, I I like that was one of those days where it was a very surreal afterwards because we knew a lot of people running that year. Yeah, and we all agreed to meet at a certain point afterwards, and um, in the in the village after the celebration village, wherever it's called, um. And we all met sort of afterwards and everybody, like I say, all my American friends, who I always think, oh, they're acclimatized to this heat. They love the heat. Um, we're all sort of laying there like bodies on a war field yeah. in a, a Grand Park in Chicago. Beautiful, sunny day. Everybody lying around, stripping down. It's so hot. And everybody just lying there sort of like didn't get what I wanted, didn't do what I wanted. Really had high hopes, didn't didn't get what I wanted, and then this pasty overdressed Irish guy comes in bouncing around. <laughs> I was like, "Hey guys, fucking great day! Fucking, this is the best day for ever." And they're like, "What's he so chirpy like, about?" Did damn he... it, Gary! They're like, "Did he get the free beer already? Like, what? What's he so fucking excited about?" And I was like, "PRs all around, high five everybody!" And they're like, "No, nobody PR'd here." I was like, "I PR'd, I had a great day." And they're like, "What the fuck did you PR?" You're like, yeah. "You're wearing a long, exactly. like, you're wearing a heavy T-shirt." You've got a hat on. You got everything. Like they're like, how? Just how? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I really enjoyed the heat. I I like it. And they're like, they're like, fuck off, Gary, and get a beer. Exactly. Yeah, I was. It was a surreal, surreal situation. And then after that, I was like, wow. I was like, a lot of people suffered here in the heat. I was like, this is this is. A... And then, it's it's sort of insane. You have to sort of. You shift your mindset. Um, from being like, oh my God, these these people went through the exact same 16 weeks of ups and downs and highs and lows, and now they just feel some of them some of them felt terrible because they missed the BQ or right right right. Uh, some of them like really missed like a certain cutoff, like a sub three and a half or a sub four or sub four and a half. And right. You're like, oh my God, these people feel like shit now, and you're like. You're already feeling amazing at the same time, but you're like, you, you sort of shift and you're like, you just tone it down and you're like, come on, let's get a beer. There's there's always going to be another marathon. You don't want to hear it right now, but there's always going to be another marathon. Right. You know, right. let's talk about it. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about anything else. And it, like, it, it's really nice to have that feeling, but it's, it's really nice as well when you see people. Look at me, I, I'm coming across here as like an absolute martyr. He sacrificed his <laughs> celebrations to help his friends. Well, the hard part with, with our sport and with running in, in general is we can only control so much. We can control our training. We can control how much we put into it. But race day, anything can happen. And yeah. it doesn't matter if if you train through the rain or through the heat or through, through, through the cold, the, 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 the outside factors may affect your performance. And you, I, I really always want my runners to, to take away, like you did a lot of hard work and you are a stronger person and a stronger runner for having done that work. And I want them to remember that rather than focus on just how they did in that one race. It's so hard, though. Yeah. It, it, yes. Yes. It is. It is. Like, um, I'm not, like I'm not an open book when it comes to to running and 
marathon running and racing. I've not not just marathon run. I've done plenty of halves as well where I've raced and wanted a certain time. But um, those who know the infamous me, as as you would say, <laughs> I will I will always be happy go lucky and chirpy and yeah. try to be self deprecating about things and be like, ah, fucking, we're not going to run this marathon day. It's too hot. We we go out and just give it our all, but. And, you know, trying to make people feel better and relaxed and, yeah. you know, get feeling loose and good about themselves. But after races, sometimes I am in the absolute dumps about a time or, you know, just something went wrong. Like that one little thing that you right. do say we control and race there. And I'll be in the dumps. And But I'm one of those characters that I will hide it, I'll mask it. Mm-hmm. Um, I might show it to one or two people on a like a level just away from everybody. Yeah. But if there's a crowd, I'll I will chip in and be like, "Fuck it," you know. It's it's only a race. There's beer at the end. Way right, right, right. I don't know if that's an Irish thing as well or something like that. But it it is one of those things. Like I I often after a race, if I like nail a race, whether it's ten k, half marathon, whatever, marathon. Even afterwards, I will, I will still put it down to luck on the day. I I won't go. Oh my god, I trained for sixteen weeks and my training was excellent all the way up. Right. I'll put it down to luck, and I'll be like, I was lucky on the day. Just everything went right, and I just lucky bastard on the day. Because I'm I'm one of those like again, not a lot of people, but the night before a marathon or a half marathon, I will ride out every single mile. Mm-hmm. What I'm supposed to go. I'm one of those type of runners. Yeah. I'm. I'd love to run on feel. I do that mostly for smaller races, mm-hmm. but I'm not confident enough myself to do it for a half or a full marathon. So I write down every mile and put down a time that I want. Yeah. And for it, and a lot of times it's worked, and a lot of times the wheels have fallen off. But, um, afterwards, if it works, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm the luckiest guy. Everything just went really well today. You know, training has nothing to come into it." But if the wheels come off, um. I'm like what you were saying there. I'm like, I don't understand. I, I trained hard for 16 weeks. What went wrong? What went wrong? And it might have been nothing went wrong. It was just race day. Your body just said, not today. Yeah. And that's all it takes. Or maybe your digestive system just went, we've had bagels with jam on them for 16 weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of them. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you that this morning of all days. Right, right. Which has happened, and it's like, why, body? Why? <laughs> like, why couldn't you tell me next week when we're doing nothing? Exactly. But it's one of those like, when when everything goes right, I don't put it down to training, and I don't put it down to effort and everything that we did for how many weeks we put. But then when it goes wrong, I'm like, well, what went what went wrong? And yeah, like, I I, I like do a deep dive, and I'm like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it, but. It's one of those things, and um, that's mean. It's it's. I rarely show that to people. Then at the end as well, I'm like, ah, it's grand. It was only a race. Come on, we'll we'll run tomorrow. Ha ha. And they're like, no, we won't run tomorrow. We just ran a marathon. We're dying. I'm like, ah, well, you'll run. I won't. I'll just watch you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 the hardest thing in the world when it goes wrong. But when it goes right, it's yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it, it's it, I mean, it's true and. That's that's sort of just the way that. I mean, honestly, that's I think I think that's the way that most most sports are. Like, 
all of them practice and all of them do stuff. And then game day or race day or whatever it is that they do, um, you know, if, if things crap out, things crap out um, and they'll probably question their their practices or what they did or what they ate. Um, yeah. And it, it might have nothing to do with any of that. Um, and like it happens to pros in all sports. Oh, sure. Especially running. You see it every race. It happens to pros. But I think there's a thing as well that some us everyday runners, when it happens to us, we, we tend to feel more sorry because we're like, Oh, well, they're paid to do that, and that's yeah. their, we're out here doing our jobs, but we're running before and afterwards, and it's like, it's the same exact feeling for yeah. them. They're, yeah. they're, they're doing just as shit, you know what oh, I mean? Of course. Because um, they're maybe doing 200 miles a week. and Right, you know, and, and then they, they come out on race day, and like it falls apart, and you're like, well, well, fuck. For us, we go to work, and we just carry on with our day, but that yeah. is their work, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a real... It's a fine line between both. It's that's one of those. When it goes well, there's no better feeling. Where when it goes bad, you you just want the air to swallow you up sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. It's great when if you have good perspective and you're like, no, I'm not going to allow this. That's the greatest thing in the world. Well, it it, it is one of the the magical things about the the running community is that you know there, there are people like you and there are other people who who are usually around to be like it's just one race there'll be another one and you can try again then you know like it's it's okay it's okay like there is a lot of support um yeah you know that that you're usually surrounded by yeah that's not like it's like all right you finished you should be proud of that and hey have you seen how shiny the damn metal is come on look at this <laughs> look how good this looks come on yeah, I mean, it, right, exactly. Um, you know, you try to use anything at that stage just to get them, get them out of the bunk, get them fed. And I think as soon as you get people fed, then they start looking on. Yeah. Well, so as you're speaking of, of, of the bigger community and, and, and support, you, you've already talked some about this, but um, a little more more broadly, how how is running? Um, impacted your relationship with other people wow uh that's great like um like when i ran and started running in ireland none of my friends ran so they looked at me as always a biggie just just out running they're like you're rock you're running like, <laughs> why <laughs> i don't really know um and then like when i moved away i didn't know anybody who ran. I rarely knew, like a lot of people. So I was a solo runner for a while, which mm-hmm. is very daunting looking back. Yeah, uh, and it's so strange. You see solo runners at every race or everything, and they, sometimes they blend in really well. But they're, they're dying just to speak to other like-minded people. Right. They're just they're just too nervous. It's so hard to make friends as an adult as well, which is oh, really difficult. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But yes, when you're in Central Park, maybe for a race, there's 7,000 adults. They're all like-minded with the same interests. Sometimes all you have to do is say hello. Um, but it's the hardest thing in the world to do as an adult. Um, but yeah, I started with the... When I was doing the marathon, I did virtual trainer, mm-hmm. New York Roadrunners. And then the second year, I think they opened a Facebook group. Right. So 
a lot of people were posting questions and it was good support community for all of us who had no idea still what we were doing. It was also a great community for people because people would post some crazy stuff on like, hi, I just broke my ankle. But <laughs> you yeah. I should go out five mile run tomorrow. Like, like no, it's, it's heavily bruised and it's swollen, but I need to get, and you're like, stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. It was great for like, for people like that. There was some experienced people on there really like, just stop. <laughs> um, but the great thing was we all got sort of convened then at the marathon and like I didn't know anybody run at the time but then you're like you started talking to people be like oh my god you run I run oh my god you're like you're having a drink I drink like I'll have a drink oh <laughs> I and eat food like, too yeah there's a guy over there eating fried chicken I don't know about that <laughs> he seems like a runner too maybe maybe fried chicken's okay um but yeah so that that changed and then Later, because of virtual trainer, I end up with November Project, which I'm sure you've talked a lot about. Actually, I, uh, I I've not mentioned NP almost at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, join November Project. Uh, I won't give the full. Just go to NovemberProject.com and you can find out the full. <laughs> but it's, it's a free fitness community all across the world. It's, it's free. That's all people need to know. You get a good workout and you'll meet like-minded people. I'm not going to give the full this uh introduction this is not what it's about at the moment it's, but that it's okay yeah that's where um but yeah i met a lot of like-minded people a lot of people who had the same passion for stuff a lot of people who were silly about things some were serious but just enjoyed being around the silliness as well um just to get an hour or three of silliness in their chaotic week at work or whatever it was or their new york life um so I met a lot of people similar and that just opened it up to, you know, how are you training for a race or what are you doing differently than I'm doing or how do you get faster? How do you do this? And it was just, some people were coaches, some people were experienced runners, some people were new runners that were asking me like, oh my God, how do you run a marathon? I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, you don't do this and you don't do that on <laughs> You know, unless you want to die at mile 21 or whatever. <laughs> right. They're like, there's 21 miles. I'm like, okay, just come over here and we'll talk about this. <laughs> so it really just opened doors um, to a new world that, like, my wife has no interest in running. My yeah. colleague had no interest in running. And I was just doing their heads in, I suppose, when I was coming out to my first and second marathon. Because that's all that I would want to talk about. It was like, I ran today. And they're like, great. <laughs> Like you, you, ran, you ran yesterday well, how is this one different so when I people to talk to about this and people to exchange thoughts and ideas and experiences well, uh, when I went to run New York again or my third or fourth marathon people were like you you stopped running like people at my walk were like you stopped running I was like no I'm doing a marathon in two weeks and they're like you haven't mentioned it I was like yeah <laughs> I got people now to talk to about this that's nice so yeah, it, like it's the same with running clubs as well. I've mm -hmm. I've, I've ran sporadically with some running clubs. Um, it's great just to get out there and meet people who like to run and like to go for food afterwards. And just sometimes you don't even talk about running. Sometimes you're just talking about TV for a full hour. Oh yeah, Game of Thrones on a long run. You're like, oh shit, that that's it. We're done. And you're like, wow, I wish everything could be like that. It's great. And then. Then you'll also meet some people who are running 
data nerds who will analyze every tangent and every split and every elevation and I I just can't do that because I don't I I'm not into it. A hill is a hill to me. I I don't know how many feet it is or <laughs> it's a big hill or a wee hill. That's all I know. But you if you're into that you'll wow there's a world of people out there as well for it. So it, it's amazing and it really changed my life now that most of my friends are running nerds as well in some shape or form. But I I still am very close to people who don't don't enjoy running but are just like hey do you go for one of them stupid runs today <laughs> uh, run 15 miles and they're like that's just stupid <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like no when it hits over 15 that's when it's stupid I'm like that's when you start questioning yourself and they're like yeah I mean yes I, 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 I beyond 15 16 17 18 that's when I'm like I, I could be doing something else right now when you go over 15, that, that's when it starts playing havoc with your day. That's when you got to schedule your day around it. Yeah, I I had to run 27 last Sunday. And casual. Casual, you know, training for Bear Mountain. You um, should have hit me up. I think I was running 35 that day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you're, oh, me. you're just, you know, you, you, you just like, like to go out for, for casual 35. We're talking about minutes, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, like though that that the I'm not quite up to those those extra eight minutes. Yeah, man, you can get those extra minutes in. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I I you know found a diner. And I was like, oh, it's been twenty seven minutes. It's time to eat. <laughs> I mean, you had a, quite a big meal for twenty seven minutes. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I felt like I earned it. <laughs> Big meal earned, whopping twenty-seven minutes. Exactly. Um, so okay, not related to running at all. Um, you have three choices. All I know how to talk about. I know, and and I'm trying to help you break out of that uh, box. This would be like Gary two point though. This is this is what we're working on. Exactly, exactly. All right. Yeah, my marketing team want to introduce me to new. New new fields, new stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 waiting for the launch of, of Gary version 2.0. I I imagine that that that's gonna be the like a big, a big like, I don't know. Yeah, we're looking at Expo. a Super Bowl. Ad. We're looking at a Super Bowl ad next year as well. Okay. Like yeah. I mean that 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 seems small. I I, I feel like you know you. you there, there should be something else that that's bigger. Oh, that's just first. That's like the the opening tease. Oh, okay, okay, got like it. Like this board's just gonna go like two point oh. Okay. And we're talking about it. Sure. Um, all right. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, or the Hunger Games. Oh, you made this too simple. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh huh. Friday. Fun yeah. fact, Friday. Every January, France and I, we have a Harry Potter marathon. That's my January marathon, and it's the only one that matters all year. We start at the beginning, and we go right through. Not not in one day. We're we're adults. Come on. We, sure. We, um, 
but yeah, we go through them all, and by like the fifth film, at nighttime, I'm just like, I'm in Hogwarts when I'm asleep, and I'm waking up and like, <laughs> need to finish these films, shit, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm having these crazy dreams, like, I, I was in Slytherin last night, and I was up to all sorts, and fans like, oh dear, okay. <laughs> well, and now they've added Fantastic Beasts, I've, I've added that into the collection, oh, so, okay. Harry Potter all the way. And extra fun fact, I'm one of those assholes who never read any of the books. I'm all about the films. That, that's fine. Um, that, 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 that annoys so many people. You know what? We've talked for so long, and that'll be the one thing I'll get shit over for this. People <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's ran a couple of marathons. He, yeah, he's got good advice. But, oh, if he doesn't read any of those books, then I'm going to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> um, so, actually, uh, fun fact about Terry and, and myself – we also do an annual Harry Potter marathon. Um, we usually do it in December, but you know we could always push that to like January, man. Oh, we could sync up. Yeah. We <laughs> be tech, texting each other, be like, "Oh my God, he's he's in the he's in the chamber. What's gonna happen? <laughs> he's in the chamber of secrets. What's gonna happen?" I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a giant snake. Yeah, but then if one of us goes ahead, we'd be like. Well, we spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> like, come on, Gary, don't give it away. Yeah, I'd be like, Tom Riddle is. <gasps> I'm not. I'm not giving the spoiler away. Still, some people here catching up. What happens to Buckbeak? Oh man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and another fun fact: uh, in February, like two years ago, the Harry Potter stuff, like. It was late in January when we did it, mm-hmm. and it was big in my mind. And I went out and had a few beverages, and I came back one night and, like, I would just not would not go to sleep. And I told Francis that she's like, "Will you go to sleep and stop talking Harry Potter?" <laughs> but, uh, I can't because I am the half pint prince right now. <laughs> she's like, "Please go to sleep." <laughs> and being the the classy wife that she videoed it all and oh, of course. And again, it's like, remember when you were being a half plain prince? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, all right. Harry Potter all the way. Okay. What was the closely followed? I, I don't know where I go afterwards with the Lord of the Rings or Hunger Games. I don't know. That, that's okay. I mean, Harry Potter is the way that I would also go. So you're in good company. Yes. All right. Well, Which, this has I been. Never mind this running stuff. Let's just do Harry Potter. <laughs> That's a proper marathon. Next, it's next, sort of you know, uh, podcast uh, topic will be Harry Potter marathons. We could get everybody in, like group chat. It 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 would be so many people. Oh my! Now that's a marathon. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, Gary. This has been great. Thank you for for talking to me. Um, I honestly did not know a lot of that uh, about you because I've I've known you now for uh, since 2015 I think actually because I met you through NP um, you know so I I'm glad I got to know you a, a bit better. Uh, stupid fact as well about today I got a haircut for this I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I was like, what's fuck I mean. Damn. I can expense this to you. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. I I can see you, and I can see that it's a great haircut. Um, no, it's good. But no one else is is gonna see that. 
But I got it done. I'm professional. You are. You are. But yes, no, thank you for having me on. I'm normally used to being on the other side, so this is quite nice. Just, just talking nonsense. I mean, that's what I expected from talking to you. Um, I, I'm, I'm really hoping to next time I run into your lovely wife, Terry, I'll be like, hey, I did a podcast with Nick and, and nothing happened. He told me he lost the audio and she'd be like, <laughs> uh, he, he said, you just talk shit the whole way through. <laughs> so he just didn't post it. And I'd be like, oh, nice, great, cool. <laughs> like, great. She'd be like, oh, I thought he told you. I'd be like, no, nah, he didn't. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I am not planning to, to, to do that. I'm going to text you every day now. Is it up yet? Is it up yet? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, you are probably going to be in season two. Um, season one. Uh, I know, I know. But but, oh. hear Super me out. Fun. Hear me out. Season one it, it, uh, features all female runners. Um, you know, we we both know actually a lot of really badass women who, who run um, from the front of the pack to the back of the pack um and they cover every distance uh and they are incredible um so i, I wanted season one to really focus on them oh, and right. and get out their stories so you know there, there are some badass women that i've been trying to catch up to for the last three years and every time i feel like i'm getting closer they just break yeah they just continue to break through that that glass ceiling and i'm like I just can't keep it. I just cannot. It's 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 infuriating, but it's so challenging at the same time. I'm yeah, like, like they're a motivation. I'm like, I just cannot keep up with you. Well, well, hopefully, you know, the the, the women that uh, will be featured will serve as more inspiration for you to kind of keep keep striving to try and catch them. Yeah, I can't catch anything these days. I'm in resting mode. I'm resting right now. I'm resting for the big one. Okay. But, okay. Going to be. You'll figure it out. Gary 2.0 will figure it out. Exactly. All right, well, buddy. Thank you.